Hi, we've got three stories from Curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why your brain treats hunger for knowledge like hunger for food, a place in the Bahamas where you can find one of the most unique ecosystems on Earth, and a type of mental illness that can be shared and spread between people. Let's satisfy some curiosity on the award-winning Curiosity Daily. You know the phrase hungry for knowledge? Well, that hunger might be more literal than we thought. In a new study, researchers from the UK and Japan found that your curiosity works a lot like hunger. And like hunger, it's hard to ignore. I just wish I had been part of this experiment because it basically mixes magic, food, and gambling. Yeah, it sounded really awesome. Whoever said science wasn't fun, right? For this study, participants either watched a short video of a magic trick or looked at a picture of food. Then they used a seven-point scale to rate either their curiosity about the trick or their desire to eat that food. And then the researchers asked them if they were enticed enough to gamble for it. Before making their decision, they got to see a Wheel of Fortune-style wheel that visually displayed the probability of winning. The exact layouts varied, and participants' chances of winning ranged from 17 to 83%. If the researchers' spin of the wheel ended on a winning region, the participant could find out how the trick worked or eat the food they'd seen pictured. If the wheel landed on a losing region, though, the participant was told they'd receive an electric shock. They didn't actually, though. The researchers figured the fear of the shock was enough. They found that the people were more likely to accept the lottery if they were more likely to win, obviously, but they were also more likely to accept it if they had a higher curiosity or hunger score. In other words, curiosity and hunger were both powerful enough to make people willingly risk discomfort. Researchers did the experiment a second time, and this time they scanned participants' brains in an fMRI machine. They found that the same area of their brains lit up whether they were seeking food or information. This region of the brain is called the striatum, and it's where what they call incentive salience, or basically wanting, comes from. The striatum was also activated when people gambled for the answer to a trivia question. And that's important because the visual magic trick fell into the category of perceptual curiosity, but the trivia question triggered epistemic curiosity, which is what we feel about more abstract unknowns like trivia. The moral of the story is that we want to gain knowledge in much the same way we want to eat to stay alive. It's no wonder we're living in an information age, or that you're listening to a podcast called Curiosity Daily. You've probably heard of the Galapagos Islands. That's where Charles Darwin was inspired to develop the theory of evolution. And it's home to a huge number of species that you won't find anywhere else on Earth. What you may not know is there's a spot in the Bahamas that may also have a startling variety of life. But we don't know because we've barely scratched the surface exploring it. I'm talking about Andros, the largest island in the Bahamas. You'll want to listen up if you like diving or snorkeling. Snorkeling is really cool, actually. I went snorkeling in Belize for the first time a few months ago, and I was really surprised how much I loved it. I've never done it. That sounds great. It's like you're spying on another universe. Ooh. Just with all the life down there and just millions of little fishes. And you're just like, wow, it's a big world. That's awesome. Yeah. So, underwater adventurers, listen up. The thing about Andros is that it's home to more than 200 blue holes. They're underwater cave systems that go as deep as almost a thousand feet. Blue holes are home to ancient limestone caves carved into the ocean floor. During the ice ages, glacial runoff eroded the limestone earth, and that formed elaborate cave systems. Once the glaciers melted, the sea levels rose and the caves flooded. And that's what created the mysterious blue sinkholes that exist today. When these blue holes are found out in the oceans, they're appropriately named for their indigo centers and light blue perimeters. 
They follow the rules of the ocean, subject to tides and home to the same species found in the surrounding area. But while these offshore blue holes are visually the most familiar, Andros has more than 175 inland blue holes. They're tucked away in wooded parts of the island, and they're very different from offshore blue holes. And quite frankly, anything else on Earth. They look black thanks to the accumulation of dead bacteria from fallen trees and leaves. From the surface, they look just like swamps, but what lies beneath is incredible. See, because of the reduced tidal flow, these blue holes are sharply stratified by a thin layer of fresh water on the surface. That stops oxygen from reaching the dense salt water below. The result is an ecological anomaly. You end up with an underwater world of prehistoric species that are still capable of surviving in an oxygen-free environment, like that of early Earth. Instead of oxygen, the water is chock full of another gas called hydrogen sulfide, which is potentially fatal to humans. Until recently, very few people have dived in these dangerous inland blue holes, but as of late, scientists have started investigating just how otherworldly they actually are. In 2011, biologists performed DNA analyses of microbes across five different Bahamian blue holes and found absolutely no shared species. Thousands of experienced divers flock to Andros every year to get a taste for these underwater marvels, but snorkeling the surface is also a popular activity. Dive in and you may find some clues to the past. When you live with someone, it's common for a bug like a cold or flu to spread from one person to another. But mental illness? Believe it or not, it's possible. Here's the scoop on the phenomenon that's technically called shared psychotic disorder, but is most famously known as folie à deux. The first case of the condition was documented in the 19th century with a 30-something married couple named Margaret and Michael. They shared a delusion that people were sneaking into their house at night, spreading dust, dropping pieces of fluff, and wearing down the soles of the couple's shoes. Shared psychotic disorder most often affects people in very close relationships, like married couples, siblings, and parents and children. They're also usually socially isolated, and a lot of the time they have a pre-existing mental illness. The condition has lots of different forms, but the most common and oldest known one is called Foley Imposé, or Imposed Madness. In that form, the more dominating person in the pair spreads his or her delusion to the more submissive person, and that person doesn't resist the ideas. Another version is called Foley Simultané, or Simultaneous Madness. That's where two people with a deep connection both experience the delusion at once. Luckily, in most of these forms, the cure is simple. Just separate the two people. When that doesn't work, psychiatrists can resort to medication or electroconvulsive therapy. But you know what? We all tend to share mental eccentricities with others, and that's not always a bad thing. As Esther Inglis Arkel of io9 puts it, quote, There are few old married couples who don't share eccentricities. There are few families or even close friendships that don't require both people to work with the various mental glitches of the other. We all go a little crazy for the other people in our lives, unquote. Can we just give Ashley a round of applause for nailing all those French pronunciations? Hey, I took French in high school. I can't pronounce anything anymore, but I can sometimes understand it. And if we mispronounced something, please be gentle. We try our hardest. We do. I can at least guarantee that we spelled everything correctly and our full write-up on this on Curiosity.com and our free Curiosity app for Android and iOS. That's all for today, but there's plenty more you can learn about on Curiosity.com this weekend. This weekend, you'll learn about why you get pleasure from the misfortune of other people, an ancient supernova that may have triggered a mass extinction on Earth, 
the humble but interesting origins of key lime pie, the most addictive substances on the planet, and more. And don't forget to visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash curiosity.com, all spelled out, to see what Ashley and I were up to at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas this week. You can also find exclusive photos and videos of our trip on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash curiosity.com, all spelled out. Come hang out with us again Sunday on the award-winning Curiosity Daily and learn something new in just a few minutes. I'm Ashley Hamer. And I'm Cody Goff. Have a great weekend. And stay curious. On the Westwood One Podcast Network.